Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Kimbalina 66. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards over at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Episode 149 of Switchcraft is brought to you by OP Seat. Head on over to opseat.com slash ref slash run jump stomp to directly support the show and get a fantastic gaming chair that can support you. I'm sitting in one right now and it is great. Switchcraft is normally recorded live three times a week on Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get around to it. However, this week has been crazy. I've been doing a lot of different stuff. And because of that, I've been recording the shows a little bit early in the day in order to give me time to do some other stuff. Um, But that being said... um, Make sure that you head on over to twitch.tv slash run jump stomp. Once you're there, you'll be greeted by fantastic people. Uh, people like Vaxer, who is clearly a bot. Uh, Awate86, who just subscribed. Thank you very much for five months of support, Awate86. And Vaxer also subscribed for five months over there. Uh, Aerslia, Link31254, who just got my logo tattooed on his... I'm going to assume arm. Uh, Otherwise, it's a really skinny leg. I'm not sure. Putting TF Wagner and all the lurkers. I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Let's start with a quick little message I received on Twitter. Uh, at Nintendo Picks uh, tweeted at me. They said, hey, Run Jump Stomp, a game that I'm looking for on Switch would be the Batman Arkham Trilogy. Those are great games. And I, I have to agree. Uh, I really enjoyed... I, I played Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played Batman Arkham Asylum and I 100%ed the game. And that's like that's something I never do. I never go through and uh, get all the collectibles and stuff. But Batman Arkham Asylum was so well-crafted that I just had to keep playing it. And I absolutely loved every moment of playing that game. Uh, and then uh, Batman Arkham City, I played... I never finished it. I didn't feel like it was as good as uh, Arkham Asylum. But... Uh, it was still a really good game. And then the, the last one I never played because the PC port was so terrible and I didn't have any, uh, quote unquote, next gen consoles at the time that it came out. So I just kind of skipped that one. So I would love to see the trilogy come to the Switch. And if, for those of you that aren't familiar with that game, it's it's a very Metroidvania style game. And I know people bandy that that term ab- around a lot. But it's a Metroidvania style game that also has a really great combat system um, where when you're playing it, uh, you know, Batman kind of has heightened senses. So uh, you can sense these incoming punches and there's very fluid combat and they made the combat look like they did like in the movies where Batman is just destroying people uh, with his insane um, move list basically and 
uh, they made it in a way that you could pull it off and it makes you feel really, really powerful. And you keep upgrading your character and uh, getting new gadgets and finding new ways to or deciding how to upgrade your character. Uh, and it's really fun. It's a really, really fun game with a very great story. And of course, it's got Mark Hamill plays the Joker. And um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the guy who plays Batman, but it's the same guy that played Batman from the cartoons in the 90s, which I loved. But Mark Hamill as the Joker is just amazing. Uh, I really, really enjoyed Arkham Asylum. And you know what? That's a great call, Nintendo Picks, is uh, the Batman games. I would love to have those on the Switches, especially if they could do it like as a one a, a package that had all three games. Uh, that would be perfect. Now, the latest game in the series got a really bad port to PC, and it makes me worry as to how well that would those games would be ported to the Switch. I mean, there's really no way for us to know ahead of time. I hope that uh, Rocksteady does not use whatever development team that they used in order to port that game over, but um, I think it's a good idea. If you're looking for ways to get a hold of me, you can do just like Nintendo Nintendo Picks did uh, by uh, at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. You can email me, uh, RunJumpStomp at gmail.com. You can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUNJUMP. That's 260-786-5867. Um, and, of course, you can join the Discord over at RunJumpStomp.com slash Discord. And, you know, you can see um, you can see Link's new tattoo. I'm a number one. All right, let's start off today's episode by talking about Super Mario Odyssey has been updated to, I think it's 1.2.1 or something like that. Uh, but it, it adds in, it, it fixes a couple of bugs and it adds in new outfits as well as Luigi's Balloon World. And that's really what I want to talk about the most today. Um, Nintendo announced this via uh, a Twitter update. And actually, they talked about it during the Nintendo Mini Direct back in January. Um, but if you don't know what Luigi's Balloon World is basically it's a patch to Super Mario Odyssey where they've added Luigi to the game and no you can't play as Luigi but what you can do is go and talk to him and he has this mini game that you can play uh, and it's a really cool mini game I played it a bunch this morning and um, basically uh, he will give you a balloon and you have 30 seconds to go hide it now every coin that you pick up adds three seconds to your timer so if you want to get that balloon just a little bit further away from the starting point then you want to try and map out your run ahead of time and figure out exactly where it is that you're going to go uh, and you can try multiple times if you want just um, you know when the counter's counting down uh, if you're like well, I didn't get it quite where I wanted just pause it and, and do retry and keep doing it until you're happy with where it is that you hide it so you go and you hide the balloon and that uploads that balloon's location to the server. Then the other mode is the find mode. And that's where he gives you 30 seconds to go and find a balloon. You get to pick which balloon that you want to find from a list or you can share a code with a friend uh, and then they can go and look for your balloon. I do wish that there was a way to, to filter the list to say, just show me my friend's uh, balloons. But I didn't see a way to do that. Uh, so I guess what you'll have to do is share your code. Now, uh, if you've joined our Discord, which is runjumpstomp.com slash Discord, uh, once you go there, there is a channel, I believe it's called Super 
or, or Mario Balloon World or something like that, you'll see the channel. And in there, you guys can post your codes. I don't know if you have to, um, like I haven't gotten anyone else's code yet, um, but I, I don't know if you have to say what world it's in or if you could just put in the code and it'll take you to the right world. I'm not sure. Um, but you guys can share your codes there. And um, you earn coins both in both modes. So you earn coins by hiding a balloon. And then every time that somebody goes to find your balloon, you will earn some coins. Uh, and you can also earn coins by finding balloons and you get like multipliers where if you find multiple balloons in a row, you'll get extra coins or every time that you level up, you get extra coins. And, uh, and this is really important because along with this patch of hiding and finding these balloons, uh, there is, I think, three new outfits for the game. And if you add up the cost of buying all of the outfit outfits, it's 14,000 coins, which when I first saw that, I was like, oh, no, really? I've got to farm coins for that. I'm probably never going to get those. But when I was playing, like I hid like three, I hid three balloons, I think, and maybe it was four. I can't remember now. And then I was just playing to to get balloons. And it was really fun to, to do that. But what I found out was every once in a while, you'll just like Luigi will be like, hey, you just earned 12 coins. Hey, you just earned 150 coins. Hey, you just earned 30 coins or whatever. And it, it adds up pretty quickly. Um, so what I recommend that you do if you want to earn those 14,000 coins, uh, which, by the way, is you have to max it out first. So don't don't try and save up 14,000 because the max that you can get is 9,999. So what you want to do instead is, you know, go buy the stuff as you get the money for it. Uh, but. Uh, go to every world, play balloon world or whatever it's called. Go go to every world and talk to Luigi. And then while you're there, you can uh, you can hide a balloon in every world. And then other people are going to try and find that balloon. And I believe that you get extra money if people try and find it but don't. So you definitely want to make it hard to find. Otherwise, people would just put the balloon like right outside and they'd get a lot more money that way. Um, now, that being said, it, it looks like this is now the best way to make money in the game. So I guess there were a lot of people who were grinding uh, coins in Bowser's Kingdom trying to get as much money as they could so they could uh, unlock the super expensive stuff like the skeleton outfit or something like that. Um, bear in mind that there are some glitches with this, uh, reportedly. I don't know if it's true. I haven't run into this, but people are saying they're speculating that you can hide balloons inside walls or under the ground, uh, by kind of glitching the system. And that'll mean that people can't find it. And first off, if you're the kind of person that does that, then you're a jerk and you should shut off the show and never listen again because I don't want you around. Um, that's just, just lame. Don't do it that way. Uh, play the game the way that it's meant to be played. But Nintendo, you got to figure out a way to fix this. If it's true, you got to figure out a way to fix this because um, that it's definitely an, an issue if that's true. And um, I'm not, I, I'll let you guys know if I hear anything different. But from my, I don't know, I've probably played it for a half an hour this morning. I had a lot of fun hiding those balloons. And uh, at some point in the future, I'm probably going to do a, a stream over on my Twitch channel where I'll just be finding balloons that people who are watching are, are hiding for me. So maybe I'll I'll make like a, um, 
a Google Doc or something, and people can add their their stuff to their their codes to the list, and I can go and find them uh, on stream, and that'll be fun because you'll hide them, and then you can watch me try over and over and over again to try and find it. So uh, look forward to that. <laughs> well, speaking of Batman, there is the DC Superheroes DLC pack coming to Rocket League. It comes out on March 5th, and it's going to be featuring two Batmobiles and as well as the flash car and i think it's going to have other stuff too and these things look really really good um like i think it was casual cleric posted in the discord i believe it was on tuesday he was like did you talk about this on the show and i said no i didn't really care and then i watched the video that he posted and i was like oh man those look really cool uh, so it also comes with like 20 plus customization items, uh, but it's got the 1989 Batmobile from, you know, the Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson uh, Batman movie, uh, which was which was scored by Danny Elfman from Oingo Boingo. There's a little little bit of trivia for you. And it shows it, it also has the Tumblr from the Dark Knight movie. Uh, which is, uh, you know, a really cool looking uh, model. And then, you know, they kind of did that one more thing and then showed the flash car at the end, which looks really, really good. Um, I'm hoping that they're going to also have like, you know, Wonder Woman, uh, Green Lantern, maybe a Superman car. All of that stuff would look really good. And, and I think that of all of the companies out there that are doing DLC, there's two companies that I feel like do... I, th I feel like the best job with it. Uh, one of those is Nintendo. I feel like Nintendo's DLC is almost always worth it. I feel like they do a really good job at giving you uh, a good amount for your money. And then the other one, another company, and it's not just these two companies. It's just these are the two that I'm going to talk about. It's Psionics. But Psionics, they just do such a great job with DLC. I mean, they've got the Back to the Future car. Um, they've got like that Hot Wheels stuff. And I think... Overall, I think that um, Psionics does such a great job with the DLC and it doesn't matter if you buy any of it because it's all just cosmetic. It does not affect the game. Everybody can play equally. And that is the kind of DLC that I want to support because it it it, it just allows me to make my game just a little bit different than yours um but it doesn't actually change the gameplay and that's an important thing and that's why i feel like rocket league has a really good dlc system another another company that i would say that does things like that the right way and there's going to be people who don't agree with me on this but is blizzard you know like like you play overwatch and Everybody is on a level playing field, no matter how long you've played, no matter how much money you have, everybody is on the level playing field because everybody has access to the same characters and the they still sell DLC in the form of these cool skins or spray tags or voice lines, which are you know, really cool looking, but they don't affect gameplay. And not only that, but you can just save up your coins that you get from playing the game anyway, and then buy exactly the skin that you want. And I feel like that's really the best way to go is the same thing that that Rocket League and Overwatch is doing. Like those are really good ways to do DLC and or loot boxes, you know, 
we'll use a dirty word here. We're going to say loot boxes because those are both games that have loot boxes, but the loot boxes don't affect the gameplay at all. And you look at games like Star Wars Battlefront 2, which definitely the loot boxes do affect gameplay like Technically, it does. When I was playing, it didn't really feel like I was being affected because I was having fun and I didn't know if the other person was overpowered or not. It didn't feel like anybody was overpowered. Um, But that being said, I really, really like uh, this DC Superheroes DLC pack that's just coming to Rocket League. And I think it might be one that I'll pick up. Um, I'm looking, I don't see a price, so we'll have to, we'll have to let you know when that is or when that comes out. So I was between segments. This isn't going to be in the show notes at all, but in chat, Vaxer said it would be fun if they made some Star Wars game for the Switch. And, you know, I've talked about this before, but I'd never actually recorded it or set it online or anything. Um, but there are rumors that Disney unhappy with how ea handled star wars battlefront 2 um it's there's rumors that they are going to be shopping the the franchise for star wars around to other publishers and seeing if they can find somebody else now these are just rumors you know i've got no inside knowledge and i doubt anybody really does have inside knowledge but there's these rumors and i just want to take a second to talk about what i think that they should be doing and here's what i think that disney should do i don't think that they should give anybody exclusive rights i think that what they ought to do is hire some some game developers or maybe just have some some people who probably used to work at lucas arts or something like that get get like a council together and then allow people to try to put in an application to develop a star wars game so you could say that you know maybe i'll just because i just got done talking about psionics i'll say psionics maybe psionics wants to make a a a new star wars racing game or something and they would you know they would make their white paper and all of their development plans and stuff like that and they would take it to this team and the team would look over the development plans and they would say uh yes this is okay or no, this is not okay, and then uh, bring it back to us when you make some changes. And so then Psionics goes off, and they start, uh, maybe they've been okayed, and they start doing some process, and maybe every three months or so, they have to go back with another check-in to make sure that that Disney is okay with where the direction that they're going with the game. You know, Disney gets final say, but they don't have to do any of the work. And why would this be good? Well, it would be good for a couple of reasons. First off, I think that you would get a lot more varied Star Wars experiences and they would not all have to have storylines that mix in or or don't mix in with the the canonical lore of Star Wars, which Disney has uh, completely upended and kind of starting over after they got rid of everything that happened in the extended universe. And now they're just picking and choosing the things that they want. And I think it would be good to give a lot of different developers uh, the the ability to handle this Star Wars stuff. And I'm sure that Nintendo would be able to uh, give us something amazing to play on the Switch, especially we've got red and blue Joy-Cons for crying out loud. It screams uh, some kind of lightsaber game. You know, it's got the gyroscopic motion controls. It could be really good. It could be terrible too. You never know. But 
giving all of the power to one company to make, I think is a huge mistake. And I hope that Disney doesn't do this. I, and I hope that if this is true, that means we'll get some Star Wars games on the Nintendo Switch. And if nothing else, uh, we could at least get some people to port like the Knights of the Old Republic games or something like that to the Switch, because those are games that would run on the Switch very well. I mean, they've already been been ported to phones and stuff, and uh, there's some of the best RPGs ever made. So Fire Emblem Heroes has made five times as much money as Super Mario Run, and this is really a battle between two pricing models, or not pricing models, but monetization models, ways that they price the game. So uh, both games are free-to-play games. You can start playing Super Mario Run no cost to you. And then if you decide that you like the game, you pay 10 bucks, you get the whole game. That's model one. Model two is Fire Emblem Heroes model, where uh, you basically play the game, you get orbs by playing the game, you can take those orbs and use them to either uh, increase your stamina so that you can play for a longer period of time or to use them to buy characters, which are, or buy a, a chance at a random character character. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Okay. So those are the two ways of doing it. One, you pay once you're all done. And the second, you continually pay if you want to. Um, now I was, I, I made a YouTube video about this. It's probably about, uh, eight or 10 minutes long. So I'm not going to do the whole, I don't want to talk about eight, about this for eight or 10 minutes here. If you want to go watch the YouTube video, just head on over to youtube.com slash run, jump, stomp. Um, and then, uh, Mikey, uh, piped up in the discord and he because i was kind of critical of fire emblem heroes and their monetization model and uh, mikey on discord said i am ready to defend fire emblem heroes the only top tier hero i'm missing is brave lynn and i've spent zero dollars i like it significantly more than super mario run as a game if you ever really play it they're actually very generous with orbs so i guess all i'm saying is monetization model hasn't affected me hardly at all and i think fire emblem heroes is a deeper game with way more content than super mario run the story does suck though i don't even read it anymore i just click through and enjoy the fire emblem light so why am i talking about this well We've got a new mobile game coming from Nintendo, which I've talked about before, and that was Mario Kart Tour. And we were kind of having this discussion a couple weeks ago on the Discord as to what monetization model is Nintendo going to go with. Now, what I would personally want them to do is to go with the same model that they used for Super Mario Run. Give a couple tracks for free and then do a $10 purchase and you buy all the rest of the tracks. I think that's the best one for the consumer. Um, however, what is much more likely is that they will probably give you the whole game for free and then you will probably earn, I don't know, um, gasoline or something. I don't know what the currency would be, probably coins. I don't know why I said gasoline. So you would earn the Mario coins and using those Mario coins, you could then buy like wheels and like the the gliders and um, the, the different carts and things like that. So uh, that's what I'm hoping for is that we, we don't go with that model, but you never know what's going to happen. Maybe they'll go with the same model that 
that Blizzard uses for Overwatch where you're playing the game and you earn coins. And if you want to buy a loot box that contains that stuff, you can or you can just use your coins for it. I'm not sure. So I wasn't even going to talk about this, but I got a bunch of emails saying sending me the same link to the same article uh, about Smash Brothers. Uh, there's some rumors that we're going to be getting a Smash this year, and it's started by oh, I can never Emily Rogers. Uh, she posted on Resetera, which is uh, the reboot of NeoGaf, and basically she said, "Unfortunately, I don't have enough information to speculate whether Smash Brothers will be branded slash marketed as a deluxe definitive edition port or a half sequel or a full sequel." I can only confirm two things. Number one, a Smash Brothers title will be announced and released for Switch later this year. And two, they added brand new content and reworked some of the existing Wii U slash 3DS content. To me, it seemed to me, and now I'm talking about me, not Emily Rogers anymore. To me, it seems like this is just pure speculation on, on her part. This is exactly the same thing that I said um I don't know, 58 times on the show, probably, is that we're, that's what we're going to get with Smash Brothers. We're going to get um, a, a port of Smash Brothers 4, which was on the Wii U and 3DS. They're going to take those two, mash them together, and probably add in a couple of new characters and a couple of new stages. It's not. The, it's a safe bet to say that. And I'm not going to pretend that I have any sources. I'm not saying that she's lying about her sources. There's been a couple times where she has hit the nail on the head. And there's been a couple times where she's completely missed the boat. But, you know, she seems to have some insider knowledge sometimes. Uh, so, you know, I, the only reason I talk about it is because a lot of people sent me a link to the story. Now, do I think that we're going to get a Smash Brothers this year? Probably. I, I think that we probably will. I think it'll be... It'll be heavily featured at E3. If it's not heavily featured at E3, we probably won't get one at all this year, and it'll be next year. But I'm pretty sure we're just going to get a port of the Wii U version, and uh, it'll come with all the stuff that was on the 3DS version, and they'll add in some new characters and backgrounds, or not backgrounds, but stages. And I think that's a safe bet. That's like, that's like saying, I think Square's going to delay Final Fantasy VII Remake again. No one would be surprised if that happened. And I really don't think anybody would be surprised if we got a Smash Brothers on the Switch this year. It's one of Nintendo's best-selling franchises ever. So, I mean, why wouldn't they? All right, one last thing before I go, and that is that I got a review code for The Final Station. It is from Tiny Build. It's one of the six games that Tiny Build uh, announced, I think it was last week or maybe it was the week before. Uh, but I got a review code for the game. Um, I haven't had a chance to review it yet, but I, there is a preview. It's like the first 20 minutes of gameplay. I posted it to YouTube, so head on over to youtube.com slash runjumpstomp, or you can just click the link in the show notes and you can see what the t first 20 minutes of the game is like. My review won't be ready right away. I've got too much stuff that I have to take care of, um, but I will get my review done as soon as possible and I'll talk about it on the show as well as post it to uh, YouTube. Um, but my initial impressions are that it is really fun. Um, 
really fun if you've got a pro controller. I did not like playing it with the Joy-Cons, although I didn't really give it that much of a chance. Uh, so anyway, make sure you check out that preview and um, let's wrap this up. Well, guys, that is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know at one of the ways that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. If you're looking for a way to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com support. There's lots of ways that you can support there. And one of the ways that you can do that is by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com runjumpstomp. Also, just share the show with a friend. Uh, thank you guys for listening and hanging out with me. Thanks to chat for uh, hanging out with me while I record. You guys are awesome. And uh, I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.